0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to Vacay. I am your host Lisa Hamilton. This week's guest is TV host Candace Dixon. You of course would know her from her Saturday Disney days. She is now a travel presenter for Sydney Weekender on Channel 7. Candace and I actually were university buddies. We studied journalism together back on the good old Gold Coast. So it has been so great to have uh, such a lovely friend uh, going through the very same things that I was going through. Coming up um, through the Australian television industry. She is honestly one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet, and she has some really incredible stories from her from her travels as an international journalist. I hope you guys enjoy. And of course, it would be remiss of me not to do a little shout-out for the Instagram. Uh, if you follow at vacay podcast, you will find all updates on the podcast about guests and also some pretty funny travel memes if I don't say so myself okay back to the episode at hand hope you guys enjoy Candace Dixon, welcome back to Vacay for a second time because the first time around the audio was absolutely shocking and let's just pretend that we've never done this before.
0: Look, I get two vacations during COVID. This is fabulous. I will take the second opportunity and run with it. Let me tell you.
1: Look, it's nice to know that after all of your fame and success, you're not a nightmare and you didn't scream at me when I sheepishly got in contact with you and said, I'm so sorry. I just can't put this episode out. It's just not, it was horrible. (laughs) The audio quality. So thank you so much for being gracious and jumping on again.
0: No problem. And I probably shouldn't do it from the beach next time. I had the, the roof down and was looking at the ocean. So I'm more professional today. Don't Look, worry.
1: In true journalist fashion, it, you were there to tell the story. It was very, you're by the beach. You were, it, it was so emotive. You're like the waves are crashing and it really did tell the vacay story. But in terms of audio quality, it just it didn't work.
0: This is the thing with friends. You forget that sometimes other people are actually listening and it's not just to have a chat. Like,
1: I know. So
0: I'm, I'm more mindful
1: of our audience today. Well, let's let's give the audience a little bit of a backstory because you and I first met when we were wee little kids at university uh, with the whole world ahead of us, two very keen, young, <laughs> uh, budding journalists uh and I just I knew from the minute that I met you that you had the you know the je quoi and I knew you were gonna make it big I could tell I had stars in your eyes
0: I just my memory of you is so funny we're in a fashion journalism class learning how to pronounce Hermes I just remember that and I was really inspired by you you were so awesome and you and I like sort of you know, gave each other motivation because we knew what we wanted. And that's pretty cool that you need to know what you want.
1: Totally. And I think looking at our peers that we that we were studying with, I I definitely think that it was you and I that uh, had the motivation and, and the wherewithal to push through. Because, you know, uh, it's not an easy industry to weather, but I think both of us were... We're like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna become successful no matter what without without stepping on too many necks. You know that makes us sound (laughs) like (laughs) we're.
0: Well, it's really interesting because I never had any other dream. I just knew straight away. So that's really weird in the first place. So you
1: just wonder how that even happens. Well, and then mm. yeah, I mean you have gone on to have, I mean, you're still so young, but you have had such an illustrious career already. I want you to talk through a little bit about uh, how you got your big break into the industry of TV presenting.
0: Well, it's a milestone at the moment. So this is probably the first time I've even reflected, but it is my 10-year anniversary of working for Channel 7 as a host, which is really cool. And if it wasn't for, (laughs) thank you so much. And yeah, if it wasn't for this time where I actually had to remove the suitcase from my front door, because I knew I couldn't go anywhere, it literally for 10 years has been at my front door, always packed. And I thought that was kind of normal. And now I realize, wow, that's a really amazing position to be in. Also very chaotic and very concerning to a lot of friends and family. But I made it work like that for 10 years and I've had so many adventures. So the break would have been, well, I was really lucky because I just graduated a Bachelor of Communication from Bond University on the Gold Coast. And then Yeah. Shout out. And then I went backpacking around Europe with lots of people we have in common and they were like the coolest girls to go backpacking with. And I think we did 10 countries in 10 days and then we did our holiday. So it was, it was insane. And I just remember being in the dorm room saying, everybody, could you please stop with the drinking games? I've got a self tape to do. And the internet back then, it was an eight-hour upload. So everyone was partying in the dorms and I was uploading. Dro- oh, it wasn't even Dropbox back then. I don't even know. This is 2010, 11. And
1: long story a short. floppy disk and then sent by <laughs> mail.
0: <laughs> yes, no, we're
1: not that old.
0: <laughs> we're not that old. But it was just to give you a background. That's a girl who knows what she wants. I, I couldn't believe <laughs> yeah. it looking back. So as soon as I got back from this Europe trip where I learned a lot about myself, I went straight into getting the role of Saturday Disney host for The Seven Network, uh, which was literally my dream job. I had Mickey Mouse pictures all over my room. I, I absolutely manifested it. There's no doubt and when I walked into the office, it had the same Mickey Mouse photo that was in my bedroom on my computer saying, welcome, Candace. And that was when I, I didn't even know what manifestation was. I just was doing it. And, yeah, so I walked in and it was, the role was host of the national show, but because of the Disney element, it was, a, it was an international show as well. And the first thing I did Was go to Rio de Janeiro. I went to Brazil within a couple of months and I thought, what have I got myself into? (laughs) And I guess that's why, you know, this podcast, Vacay, I can talk all about travel Mm. because I didn't even know I was getting into a travel show, but it was a travel show. (laughs) and I'm pretty grateful now looking back I had no idea I was the girl that was on the Gold Coast that got this job it was in Sydney and I left pretty much within 24 hours and I didn't have a home I just was <laughs> winging it um and yeah I since then I haven't known if I'm Gold Coast or Sydney based because life is sort of in both states and then I didn't even need a base because I was traveling everywhere so that's the whole suitcase at the door thing now coming into play because when I went to Brazil they actually said Candice you have to leave in 24 hours this is a one-time opportunity do you want to go in 24 hours so I said yes yes (laughs) and then I now know that you always need to be ready uh, with visas and all of that documentation can make or break a trip let me tell you.
1: I can imagine all of the things you would have learned along the way because not only are you you know going out on some of your first big trips as a young person but you're having to do that as a working journalist as well so there's a level of professionalism that you just have to as we now both know you just kind of have to fake it a little bit and just remain professional but like sometimes when you're going off on these shoots and these familles you've got no idea what's going on but you just have to kind of like pull it together was there an instance uh on this first big trip when you were working for saturday disney where you were like i'm being tested here but i've just got to somehow pull something out of the bag
0: Look, talk about learning on the job. I was, it's the longest whole flight you can do. So I had to write the scripts on the plane. I hadn't written a script for TV. I was learning literally from the air. And luckily the journalism degree came in handy, but I'm on this flight going, oh, I didn't know it was the longest whole flight you could do. How long is this flight and where are we going? Oh, okay. And You know, I did my research, but I shouldn't have because I didn't even make it to Rio. I made it to uh, Chile and I went to the capital city, Santiago, because there was volcanic ash in the air and we got this huge announcement over the plane saying, we have decided to make an, it wasn't that stressful, but it, they did say emergency landing due to volcanic ash. And I'm, <laughs> meanwhile, i would never seen a volcano before. I have since, thanks to Saturday Disney, I went exploring on a volcano. But before then, I'd just seen it in books and on TV. So to see volcanic ash in the air. How I <laughs> It was Look, I was just still in a whirlwind of moving city, starting in a, you know, huge job working for my dream sort of company. I didn't, nothing really fazed me. I was kind of crazy. I was sort of like, oh, what does that mean? And I was scared, but I was more so uh, the adventure hat came on. And uh, when we got there, they said, oh, we hope you brought jumpers because you're surrounded by the Andes. You've got (laughs) snow-capped mountains. So I had my bag packed with Rio looking swimwear, colorful little dresses. I had everything tropical. It was for the movie Junk at Rio. So I literally went to town with the whole theming. And then I was even going to dress up as a bird. Like I honestly went went to town and then I got to Chile and I said to the producer, Wait, what is happening? And where can I buy a jumper? I didn't bring a jumper. <laughs> like, Do you I'm think the world was little... ending? You're like,
1: well, I've got, I've been writing these scripts in this volcanic ash, and now I'm in the Andes. What's <gasps> going on? <laughs> I was literally cuz we we produced
0: our segment. So I was at, actually watching the electronic press kit. So I had my DVD player with my DVD of the movie Rio literally in my hand while this is all happening. And then when I got grounded in Chile, the producer who was trying to do her best with, you know, OHS and everything, she said, "Candace, the best decision we have is to go straight back to Australia." Uh, pack your bags and I just looked at her and said this is my first international reporting job I my stomach dropped to the floor and she was doing the right thing but I said please please I have to do this I've been flown to the the other side of the world for a three-minute interview on Rio you know on the sand it was my dream so we we got there and it was phenomenal I had two bodyguards (laughs) (laughs) i'm this kid from the gold coast with the two bodyguards in brazil and i thought what is this and i did the whole uh famil and we went everywhere and 20th century fox spoils us like you have no idea and then (laughs) i decided to go to this uh cafe and Avril Levine was there, which is such a different story, random. Casually. But I,
1: <laughs> casually. I, like, I've I was made just... <laughs> it. I've got bodyguards as I'm hanging out. <laughs> I, yes, I literally
0: was until cut to four hours later. I have severe food poisoning oh, and no. I actually had to extend the trip because I was uh, in the point of not being able to actually move and I was having hallucinations <gasps> So I April very Levine quickly in Brazil, I, <laughs> seriously, I found out it was the ice. And if I'd done more research, I wouldn't have had ice with my cocktail. Oh, that's that's <laughs> such a, that's
1: such a first big holiday thing to learn. Never have the ice <laughs> at, in you know, no. the local country when you're traveling outside of Australia, our, our <laughs> delicate stomachs just cannot handle it. That's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs>
0: I honestly, having just done that Europe backpacking trip, I thought I was ready to eat anything. I was, I was so shocked at what happened because I went from feeling a hundred to zero, mm. and the funny thing was. They said, Candace, we, you know, we have to get you out of here, but we actually haven't finished the story and we, we have to, we have deliverables. So what I ended up doing is getting a little bucket and doing a piece and throwing up, doing a piece, throw up, do a piece, throw up. Like the buckets literally, you know, a mid shot, it's in the wide shot, the bucket and what a that fun. is when I yeah I really just had to get that done and then we ended up because I was too sick to travel we ended up poor me I had to stay longer in Rio so that <laughs> it ended up being like a good
1: ending in, in the, and the toilet then- of a hotel in Rio <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, the other thing is I was getting a lot of sympathy and someone came up to me and was, gave me a fresh coconut, which I honestly to this day know saved my life. Oh, um, brought you back. but the, brought you back from the the thing, is, <laughs> the thing is this person also showed me that there are pink dolphins in the Amazon and that it wouldn't be that hard for me to get there. So, Now, Candice,
1: just... <laughs> were there really pink dolphins
0: or were we still hallucinating? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'll have to send you photos, pink dolphins. So wow. I was like, look, I think I'm still too sick to uh, leave this place. So the Amazon River Dolphin is pink. Wow. It's real. It's it's real. Amazon Pink <laughs> River Dolphin facts. They're born grey and they age and they turn pink. Wouldn't that be a beautiful life? How beautiful.
1: I mean, in <clears> terms of... Uh- Okay, so you know how they talk about like on your wedding day, if it rains, that's a a good omen for the rest of your marriage. I I feel like you were thrown every kind of challenge during your first big uh, work trip. And, I mean, as far as omens go, you got volcanic ash, you got stuck in the Andes, you then got food poisoning. (laughs) I mean, I, I feel like this has set you up for this amazing career that you've had. Like they were you were tested in that moment. And you know, from that, from then on, nothing was gonna faze you. You you had to experience oh, that- <laughs> it all
0: honestly that's not even the tip of the iceberg of what I've then experienced and my best friend says Candace, it's character building so I've just held on to that oh, yeah. but then to my defense I've had this chat to my beautiful sisters Um, one of them is a painter right she paints for 80 hours every you know her paintings take 80 hours so I meanwhile you're painting in your safe beautiful garden I'm out there running around Brazil of course I'm going to attract more crazy stuff so yes I've attracted some of the worst things that have ever happened to anyone (laughs) and I'll probably talk more about that but I also put myself out there and that's something that I need to be less hard on myself about (laughs)
1: No, but it's true. If you want to get if you want to get the story, you gotta put yourself on the front line. We know this. Thank you. It's the front line. (laughs) Now I I mean, you had all of these incredible experiences working for Saturday Disney. And now, of course, um, you're still at Channel 7, but you're working for Sydney Weekender. And I know that there's been, you know, a real focus, especially over the past couple of years, especially coming out of the bushfires, the awful bushfire season, and then um, a real focus on local and regional travel, because obviously our borders are, are closed due to COVID. You have been able to experience um, some of the the great travel destinations that Australia has to offer. I, I want to ask you, does any uh, one particular place or experience sort of stand out if we can, you know, give a little spotlight to Australia? Because I know that we, you know, as journalists have been able to travel all over the world. But I think it's also important to say that, you know, Australia we have some really beautiful places here as well that we can travel to oh right
0: now I'm sitting in Sydney and I've just been chatting to someone about how beautiful the Sydney Harbour Bridge is and the Opera House and the fact that it is an amazing city that is water-based and then you've got the ocean. It literally, that when you're on a boat, I'm going to say one of my favourite things is those crazy speed boats in the harbour. Yeah. You know, the experiences. I did one of those for Saturday Disney and that's just stuck in my head because you're looking at the gorgeous surroundings while you're having like a thrill-seeking kind of adventure. Isn't
1: that, uh, isn't that-, that wild? Like being in Sydney, you forget that, you know, the the bridge and the opera house and, and you'll just, you know, you'll be going through the city and you'll catch a glimpse of it and you're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. We have this in our country. It really is. And it's just that
0: moment every time I fly in and see that, it just triggers some excitement for me mm. and it's just that it is the most beautiful city landscape I would have to say in the world
1: yeah I agree yeah
0: actually yeah definitely what what other bustling CBD is based on water it's just I mean there's a few but this one is just so beautiful yeah. so the reason I'm in Sydney today is I did a story on how to make ramen at Studio <sighs> Dakota, which was Oh, incredible and then yes. I did this amazing story um as well that was more Japanese craft but every every story opens my eyes to something that I never ever imagined doing and that's why I think you and I have the journalism thing in common because you are on adventures for work and it, it isn't really work because it's just learning and adventure and mm. it's It's so incredible and I guess being grounded during COVID has made me so appreciative of what we do have in our country and, I mean, we're both, oh, well, we're both raised on the Gold Coast anyway. I was born and raised there and that just has the most gorgeous natural landscape and I'm just really appreciative of nature at the moment. So that's sort of my takeaway from COVID. But before COVID, I lived in LA for a little bit and that was so much fun, but there was no peace over there. It was just, you had to be
1: on 100%. It was just wild over there. I I do need you. I mean, I, last time we recorded this, you did tell a story from when you were living in LA and I don't know if, you, I mean, it opened up <laughs> some things. that we, we can cut this out if you don't want to rehash over that because I feel like you... It was a harrowing story. So if you if you want to share but also totally okay if you don't want to go there again. Well, the thing is,
0: I I, this whole experience, which I will explain after I started running, it literally has left my body, the fear of it and the stress and everything, but now I don't run anymore. And I like need to run again. Cause I, I just don't so want to, tr- I just don't want to trigger you back. <laughs> into- no, if it, if it makes me start running again, that is fantastic. <laughs> so to give everyone an idea, it's pretty. It's a pretty simple story. So I moved over to LA with my friends, and it was honestly the time of our life. And you know, we we did all the things you could dream of, and go to Coachella, and you know, the last trip I'd just done Disneyland again, and it was I properly lived life to the fullest over there. And I did red carpet reporting, and I did yeah stuff for a roadshow over there. I love working for the film companies. They've just br- brought me the most happiness in my life. And um, I had just had the time of my life and then I was walking through Melrose, obviously such a popular area. I actually was walking from the Grove and I, it was the middle of the day. It was around 3.30 and I thought this man had stopped to ask me for directions And I didn't quite understand what he was saying. And then next minute he holds up a gun at me and says, give me everything you've got now. And I, you know how you can do like, fight flight or freeze Mm. i i actually froze which i didn't know i had that in me because i'm pretty quick like with emergency situations i'm usually pretty fast at acting with those situations but this one i only know this because i was able to watch the cctv which the police in the u.s didn't let me keep so sad um (sighs) It's so sad because sometimes I'm like, did that happen? I'd like to see it again to make sure it's it, real. Because it's
1: just such an out-of-body experience. You don't.
0: Oh, and also that I haven't been overseas for so long. I'm starting yeah. to think that was just all a distant memory. But Because we're so lucky in Australia, you know. But the thing is, um, yeah, this guy, I'll never forget, he said, give me everything you've got. And I was just so gutted because mm. I had you know I didn't back up my photos from the trip I had my laptop also in my handbag so I just knew that he'd absolutely taken everything and all my money all my US dollars I even had the most incredible guacamole I hadn't even started oh, eating guacamole. yet <laughs> that was like that was yeah, that's the, the saddest part trauma. of the story
1: it really is <laughs>
0: I literally had bought it from Air One, and if anyone is listening that has been there, it's literally like the base product is about twenty five. Yeah, Air One so. is
1: <laughs> outrageously expensive. It's where all the celebs shop, but it's like good quality.
0: You just go there, and you just you come out glowing. You don't need to even buy anything; you just come yeah, out yeah, glowing. Yeah, an Air One
1: effect. It's, it's
0: it better is. than a facial. It, it honestly is, and I. It was just this beautiful guacamole,
1: and, oh, and so you were like- coming out of there on a high, and then the, I- the most unthinkable I- thing happened to you.
0: It was just such a shame. I'm actually glad I froze because if I had chosen flight and bolted, who knows what could have
1: happened? And this,
0: yeah, this dude, like the fact it's sunlight, daytime in front of all these beautiful houses, just means he honestly had nothing to lose. And Mm -hmm. they're the type of people that would pull the trigger because. I mean, he, he should have been calculated at night stalking me down. Instead, he just literally his friend pulls over in the car and just jumps out with the gun, give me everything you've got. And I, I actually did not move until he'd properly got back in the car. I actually, my, I didn't know it was possible for your body to shake as much as mine did. I'd oh, never experienced yeah. that before. So it was like a proper, like my knees had given way. So then the next minute I'm trying, I'm really good at remembering uh, um, uh, letters, but I'm not good at remembering numbers. I'm an absolutely visual, creative letter person. So I remembered the letters of the number plate, but I couldn't remember the numbers. And so I gave the police half a number plate, which wasn't good enough. Uh But then... My phone was tracking that they're at McDonald's. So can't they just go and find them? I was just, I literally turned on. Oh, I didn't tell you at Bond. I studied criminology. So I was ready for
1: this moment. You (laughs) were telling them how to do their job. I love that.
0: I they were more interested in the width of my MacBook Air than where they are right now. And I, I'm showing them. I'm like, guys, I mean, not on my phone, but my brother was able to access my bank and track my credit cards. So I'm literally wow. like, guys, th- this is happening And um, I actually should, if I hoped they would be listening, but this girl actually saved me because I didn't have a phone and was too far from my friends. I actually just got on my knees and begged for someone to pull over. That's how this happened. Oh, my God. And this beautiful girl, um, she pulled over and she just helped me immediately and... I didn't know any American phone numbers so she got on her Instagram and DM'd all my friends like emergency emergency call me so she saved me majorly I don't know how long I would have been on the side of the road just like feeling so helpless and um so many people said oh why didn't you film him I was like he took everything (laughs) people just forget so much but the whole process was really um horrible because I then had to go and identify someone in a suburb that was about 40 minutes drive. So I had to hop in the police car with the guys and they, they had headlights, by then it was dusk they had headlights on this poor guy and it wasn't him and he had his um they had him in handcuffs so it was so traumatic for him and so lucky that I was with it and said it was not him and not hysterical saying that's him (laughs) so I'd had enough time to calm down and I said that's absolutely not him So the, the reason why was because my phone was tracked to his address, but it, yeah, it absolutely, Mm. I was so sure it wasn't him and it was just, you know, that feeling of what do I do now? Because I have nothing Nothing. to function in society. So,
1: um, and I don't don't want to participate in society because I'm so shit scared to go out on the street in the middle of day. Like it, it
0: it did change me. Like I'm a pretty bubbly person, but I actually went back to LA. Like I came back to Australia and did the whole getting new stuff and insurance and all that. But when I went back to LA again, I looked at the floor when I walked and I was a different person, but it only took me maybe two months and I was absolutely back to being friendly. And
1: yeah, yeah, I changed for a while. Experiences like that can have such a profound effect on you especially when you're away from home like I I know you were uh half joking before about character building but it's moments like that (laughs) when you are put into um kind of extreme levels of of fear that you are tested so much and I mean good on you well for coming out the other side because I don't know how I, I think I would have just crumbled. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. But you know, that is that it's, is testament to, to you and, and the great character that you have. And you know, I I have watched along your career and I'm just so proud of you and all of your successes. I mean, it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. So I'm just always so <laughs> proud of you, always cheering you on, and I just Yeah, I'm always just so proud of you. That means the world to me, and I honestly think everything's
0: perspective. Like live TV got got way less scary after you've been held at gunpoint. Like everything is, (laughs) you can tackle anything after that. Yeah, because I think that's probably the worst it's going to get unless they actually shoot you. Like, Mm. what, like, you know what I mean? I can't think of another more scary life and death in terms of a person holding your life in Mm. the palm of their hand. So, what can be worse, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think, yeah. It's just such an awful thing that's happened to you, but you, uh, you know, constantly the optimist and and seeing the, you know, taking the good in these bad situations. So, I want to take that and and get your final and and this is such a, <laughs> a difficult question to to give a succinct answer. But what would be your advice to a young journalist who is perhaps wanting to follow in your footsteps and and become a TV host or a travel presenter. What's your your one piece of advice that you would give to them?
0: I have so much advice. <laughs> I have
1: learned so
0: much. I'm a Capricorn, so I'm extremely <laughs> co- career-orientated and I, I valued success on, you know, ascending up. You know, you've got to just keep going. I was only happy when I was hosting, you know, two shows plus doing weekend work plus hosting Channel 7 Sport plus doing a game show. Like I, that was me valuing success. I had to be booked seven days a week and I also had to make sure I was doing everything everywhere and I haven't tried that. I haven't tried that niche. Mm. Oh, I need to do more lifestyle. I need to do more animal conservation. I need to do, so I, I was sort of, you know, just so obsessed with just filling my calendar with doing everything. And I have actually learned through, you know, these 10 years that you are the only person that can define what success is for you. Mm -hmm. so lately I've actually found the most profound success in um my sort of efforts in koala protection so that is what is most successful to me at the moment which is very different from you know other perspectives on success so I think that you know, I could say, look, my advice is get your branding together, get all of your platforms lined up, start sending your showreels to every network, go to every networking event. They could do all of that and land themselves an international correspondent role and they could be so miserable. Mm. So you really need to do all of the soul searching, keep a journal, write, you know, work out what it is that actually will fulfill you. And that would be my advice because there's no such thing as success. It's how you define success.
1: Mm. And isn't it interesting how, yeah, your idea of success changes, especially from, you know, starting out as plucky young journalists and you are so keen and you just really, you do spread yourself thin, but you think that that's your only way of, of making it is to just be everything to everyone and be everywhere. And once you sort of become a little wiser and you start to realize what your worth is, um, you, yeah, that, that idea of success really changes. And that's not to say that you don't work any, any less. It's just that you're a little bit more understanding of what that success looks like. And I think mm, you're a little bit yeah. easier on yourself.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that I would say is I, hand to my heart, have never, ever uh, separated career from my life adventure. I don't actually know what it's like to go and take a job and do work. I know what it's like to have a life adventure. And I really, really hope that I can continue that momentum for the rest of my life. That
1: would be it is the a dream that's like resonates with me a lot. And and I, and I say this with, um, I guess the understanding of the, of the privilege that I have to not necessarily call my career like hard labor, because I know that that's not the case for everyone. And I don't mean to, you know, rub it anything in anyone's faces, but you know, I, I've been so fortunate and I, and I think you would agree that getting up and, And doing what we do each day, it's terrifying, but it's also just so fulfilling. And yeah, most days don't feel like work.
0: No, exactly. And the thing is I've become really purpose-driven over the past couple of years, but at the end of the day, I do want people to remind me that entertainment is also very purposeful because you are the entertainment for people who are on the front line during COVID. You're the entertainment for people who are, you know, going through tough times. So I actually do want to remember how valuable entertainment is and, you know, I I light up when I go to film premieres and I light up when I'm interviewing actors about the the creation through their film, and you know, I I don't want to underestimate how powerful that is. In fact, I've totally. learned that it's more powerful than I ever knew, because especially during COVID, what have we all relied on to get through entertainment? <laughs> exactly.
1: So, and kept I love a lot of people saying.
0: Exactly, and I love what you do and I love what you've done and it's just never, you know, underestimate how powerful that is for people because it's it's kind of everything at the moment, mm. digital, digital media creation. I actually wish there were more hours in the day because I have so many pitches that I've sort of been working on. <laughs> And I just need to run with one. I'm sort of that creative that needs like 20 projects to feel happy. <laughs>
1: I feel you. And that's like all the ideas come to me at like 11.55 at night. when I'm, <laughs> I'm asleep and then I, it, an idea comes to me. So the notes section on my iPhone is is wild. I don't, I can't make well, sense you need, of it sometimes. Make
0: sure, <laughs> make sure you're like, obviously it's in your notes So your date date stamping but the coolest thing I've ever done in my career is keep a journal because mm-hmm. I look back and see all these themes and it's just so cool one day I'll have to like compile them all and present them some cool way
1: because well, yeah, yeah. I and
0: mean, I, I I would read that book okay Never well maybe I'll it. start Maybe I'll start putting that together.
1: I'll just add
0: my, that's my 21st project. Yeah, that I'll if
1: start. you're not too busy,
0: maybe just write a book. <laughs> I just, uh, my friend and I joke, those who are everywhere are nowhere. And, like, mm. you know, when you're working on so many different things, you actually don't put anything out at all. So, it'll probably be. You it know, can be a little paralyzing 30, years, sometimes. Yeah. Maybe in 30 years, you'll get my book sent to you. Remember the podcast we did in 2021? Well, ex- I wrote the book. I'll expect a little thank you in the front pages. Well, now you've date stamped this and you've held me accountable. True. So, I will do that. And also, you know, the fun part is all the celebrity interviews because I still think about them all the time. I know. And, and I, isn't it great that them, we have it stories. all
1: it's all all filmed? So we can just I I,
0: just I know. know. My my all my celeb interviews are in a in my garage on digi beta tapes. Oh wow, That's, old school. Yeah, it's it's,
1: an, it's another job to do. Yeah, get those digitised asap before all the machines go <laughs> defunct. <laughs> so funny! It's not okay. even that long ago. I know. I, we sound sixty. <laughs> We're still young and hot, everyone, I promise. (laughs) Okay, Candice, I ask all of my guests on vacay the golden ticket question. If you could get on a plane and go anywhere in the world tomorrow, COVID wasn't an issue, work wasn't an issue, there were no restrictions. Where are you going? Hawaii. (laughs) You didn't even need to think
0: about it. I've just been saving all these Hawaiian photos every day and I just think it's Hawaii because it was Mexico and I just snuck in Mexico before COVID. Thank goodness. Because I was just, I've never been more obsessed with going anywhere. I was kind of frustrating to everyone around me. I just had to go. And now I know why, because if I had hesitated, uh, it would have been COVID mm-hmm. and I still wouldn't have been there. So sometimes you got to trust your gut, you know,
1: Totally, <laughs> and uh I had to go for the guacamole so oh you, you that that was your full circle moment he <laughs> yeah, had to get the guacamole <laughs> I'll travel the world for guacamole <laughs> you know what I'm having for dinner oh it's on my mind now too I think I've got to get some Mexican yeah I think so definitely <laughs> okay. Now, Candice, uh, I want to get a little shout out from you. Where can people find you? Um, where can people follow the amazing conservation work that you're doing? Give us all the handles. All the Excellent. Info. So I love Instagram. My name
0: is Candace Dixon. So you can follow me on there. And the work that I do with koalas is on Currumbin Wildlife Hospital on Instagram. You can see all the cute little koala joeys and that's probably it for you know where to find me I guess Instagram I just find it really fun and effortless to do while you're on the road so one day I'll do more digital media but that can be my 20 second project
1: (laughs) and people can watch you you're popping up on channel seven all the time any (laughs) tune in details yes
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you can watch Sydney Weekender. It's on Sunday, 5.30 on Channel 7. And we do so many awesome stories. We do food, travel, uh, lifestyle, sport, everything you can imagine we've covered. So I've been so lucky to jump straight onto that job straight after Saturday Disney because we were actually neighbours in the office. So couldn't have been more perfect.
1: Well, Candace, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay for a second time. I I I think I I think we we really tightened things up for the second recording and and you know I think people are gonna not miss the first one because that'll never see <laughs> the light of day. <laughs>
0: Look, I kind of I wouldn't be upset if we had to do a third because I when do you ever get to reflect? No one asks me anything good anymore. No one asks me anything. It's like emojis now, like miss you emoji.
1: Well, <laughs> you just care for what you wish for because I, I will definitely get you back for a third recording. Um, you are such <laughs> a pleasure to talk to, and as I said, I I just wish all the good things for you. And I um I just think you're so wonderful, and I know you're going to go on to do five hundred thousand more amazing <laughs> products, and I'll be cheering for <laughs> the sidelines.
0: Okay. Well, I'll keep you posted now that you've held me accountable. This is awesome. So thank you. It was so much fun. I'm so happy that you asked me back and didn't use the one with the ocean sounds. All
1: right. Thank you, Candice. I will talk
0: to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.